Hey everybody, welcome back to our second episode of the Dust and Rib podcast. I'm Brighton. And I'm Kayla. We're so glad that you decided to tune back in again for another week. Uh, we're, we're very excited for what we're going to talk about tonight. We feel like the Lord's just been working a lot in us this week um, of just a good topic of what to dive into and just how to, to go about um, just the podcast. So we're excited for what's to come. But um, first, we're just going to break down a little bit of our week um, and catch up what's happened in the last seven days. Yeah, it's been a pretty busy week for us. We've had lots of appointments and lots of things going on. Um, Everett this week was kind of a little bit of a pill and uh, working from home when you're five month old. Oh, yeah. Everett's five months. He turned five months this week. How crazy is that? Um, I cannot believe we have a five month old. It's I don't know where the time's going. But but yeah, like I said, working with a five month old is a lot um but i'm so thankful for my job and just the opportunity to even get to work from home i know that's not always an option for people so yeah what a blessing what a blessing even (laughs) even when he's a pill (laughs) so yeah and i have the blessing of uh coming home later in the day when he's less of a pill so it's a (laughs) win-win situation (laughs) lucky you lucky you no on a real note though kayla kayla does great at home you do great at home Thanks, with uh, with Everett, I, I cannot imagine doing that as well as you do. Um, but with Some that being, days, s- I definitely want to pull my hair out though. <laughs> yeah. See, you told me that you were just postpartum balding. You've been pulling your hair out. Is what it is. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I guess a, a good thing to roll off of this of just the rough week is uh, I. I with Everett rather, not just necessarily a rough week, but just seeing God's faithfulness in it all, even while we have been like very faithless. Um, I think specifically there's a couple things that come to our mind, not necessarily just this week, but uh, this this last year of being married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll let you talk about your thing, but I think for you and I together, it's just how the Lord has blessed us with, with, with Everett and um, the ability of the convenience with the jobs that we have, but specifically as individuals, um, I definitely feel that the Lord's been so faithful for you just with like giving you this opportunity of worship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll let you dive into that. Um, And then for me, um, giving giving me this opportunity to be a light in this student's life that I met. And uh, I'll kind of dive into that um, after Kayla goes into this, but yeah. So quick little, I guess, background story. Um, I grew up singing. I did lots of competitions, um, until I was about 12 or 13, I got involved in sports and my parents were like, look, you're in private school. We can't afford for you to go to voice lessons and for you to play sports. So I chose sports. And so, like I said, I was like 12 or 13 when that happened. Um, And I stopped singing. I didn't really sing like in on a stage or with a mic ever, like just kind of to myself with my friends, you know, on the bus, blah, 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 whatever. Um, But yeah. And then in 2017, I moved to Southern California to go to Bible college. And um, 
a couple of my roommates actually heard me singing in the shower and they were like, what? You can sing? Oh my gosh. And um, those same roommates happened to tell one of my teachers that I could sing and he was looking for people to lead worship to start our classes. And I sang for the first time in front of people in like 10 plus years at that point. And so it's definitely been something that the Lord has been putting on my heart to do to be like on a worship team not necessarily be a worship leader um but I'm not opposed to it you know I'm open to maybe that opportunity one day if it were to present itself but there's still a lot to learn um but fast forward to moving to Washington and starting to go to the church that we go to um I our worship uh leader asked me to sing Um, on a video she had heard from Brighton that I sing and so she asked me to sing um, on a video for like a Christmas thing that they were doing and then shortly after that she was like okay you have to be on the worship team and I really didn't want to do it and so I (laughs) never hit her back up to give her an official answer yes or no I just kind of ghosted her and then a couple months later she reached back out and was like okay look are we going to do this or not and At that point in time, I knew that it was something that I needed to do. Like the Lord had really just been like showing me in the word and just in my time of prayer with him that like that was a something he wanted me to step into. And I was just so scared because, you know, we all do the self comparison thing and it's just like, sure, there's probably people out there that can sing. There's definitely people out there that can sing better than me, but who am I to deny the Lord and this gifting that he's given me and so it's been a great opportunity getting to be a part of the worship team and I'm starting to learn lots of um, new things I'm learning how to harmonize and I'm learning the ins and outs of what being on a worship team is like as far as like just going past knowing the songs and singing the songs but learning just the instruments and keys and just all this stuff and it's so fun because like I said, it had been since I was, you know, 12 or 13 since I had been learning all that stuff. So relearning it and then getting to learn it in this way is, has been really cool. And the Lord's even opened an opportunity um, in that. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just been kind of a cool, uh, it's been a really cool ride and I'm just super thankful. But at the same hand, I do feel like you know, this year of being so busy and being married and having a child, I definitely do feel like my time with the Lord has kind of, it's not been what it used to be. And so I wouldn't say that like, I have been super, you know, into my word and super into like, um, spending time with the Lord in that way. Um, I definitely pray every day and and do that, but just like diving in and going deeper in his word and spending time with him, I definitely have been lacking in that area. And so just for the Lord to even give me this opportunity to get to be, um, in front of people and leading worship, it's just so mind boggling. And I think every day I'm just like, Lord, why me? Like, You could have picked and asked anybody else, but you've asked me and you've challenged me in this way, even though I haven't necessarily even been so faithful to spend time with you. Like, why would you want to bless me in this way? And so it's just been 
really awesome. And our worship leader, her name is Ashley. She's actually getting ready to go on maternity leave. Um, but she has just been so great to serve under and to learn from. Um, she is so full of the Lord and so full of wisdom and knowledge. Um, and yeah, it's just been really cool. And I'm just so thankful for the Lord giving me this opportunity, even in my time of kind of struggling to really, you know, sit and spend time with him in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so cool to see, like you mentioned, that the Lord just continued to open these doors, even when you were simply just rejecting him. Um, yeah, and definitely. You know, because if we're not accepting and pouring into it, it's just rejection at that point. You know, putting the Lord off and rejecting that time we want to spend with Him. And I just think it's so cool to continue to see the Lord, like, press and press and press when He's trying to, like, reach you. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, um, there's a student. I, I led it, um, our, our youth group for about, like, maybe six months um, a year back. And I ended up, it ended up not working now. And just, uh, I just made the decision not to do it no more. But there was this this um, kid that was in uh, my group that I connected with somewhat um, at the time and I thought he was a cool guy cool guy but then I thought after that it just wasn't gonna last any longer as far as our friendship goes but long story short um, this kid would just keep like texting me and calling me and <laughs> all this stuff and like I, in my mind I'm like dude like I don't want to talk to you you know like I, I he was a great kid and everything but I'm just like I intentionally left refuge. It was, that's what the, uh, the youth ministry is called for that purpose. And uh, he just kept reaching out. And uh, it, it was just this last week, really, um, him and I met up. And we, we've met up periodically throughout the time. But it was the, this last week that him and I met up. And I just told him um, kind of that story. And I just was like, I needed you just as much as like you were needing me in those times. Like the Lord was using you to minister to me. And it's oftentimes when we think of someone younger than us, we're always like, oh, like I'm I'm, they need me like blah, 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 you know, but like the Lord was trying to show me that I needed him. Like there was a reason that he was still trying to like mm-hmm. connect him with me and allow me to pour in him, but also him pouring to me at the same time. And so, excuse me, it's just so cool to see those little things of like how the Lord's just like, you know, it's, he's putting it out there and then he don't take it and he puts it out there somewhere else. And you're like, and he puts it out there and you're like, Oh, the Lord's trying to talk to me, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, God's God's so cool. Um, and just in the last two weeks, of starting this podcast, and uh, we started, we picked up the show again called The Chosen. Oh, such a good show, guys. Um, if you have not seen it, please check it out. Um, it's free. Literally, they have their own streaming platform that you can watch it on. It's definitely yep. worth the watch. It is so incredibly. I don't know. It just like something that Brighton and I both really like about it is how it just brings a different take on Jesus and his life, but without taking away what the Bible says and how it was recorded. Like, I don't know. It's just it's a very, very good watch. Yeah, I'd say like because obviously it doesn't take away from what the gospel is saying and it doesn't take away from Jesus's divinity, but or his divine nature, but a person cannot portray God's divine nature in any way <laughs> right. or form. And so what they really hit on is Jesus's grace and compassion and love. Um, and so you get to see that human side of him, because as we know, Jesus was just as much human as he was yeah. God or Christ, you yeah. know? And so, um, but we don't think of that. Like we read it and we're like, ah, oh, this guy, like Jesus is so divine. Like he's God, you know, but we forget like 
the son of man, <laughs> you know, like he was a son of man and like he came and lived a perfect life as a human. And so you just get to see these human traits that like you forget to know that like or that you forget to think about like, oh, you know, Jesus probably cracked jokes with <laughs> yeah. Peter, you know, and he probably just yeah. like laughed at them or laughed. You know, he's like he wasn't just walking around like glowing and like we got to You got to remember, <laughs> like Jesus was like lowest of the low, yeah. like in a lot of areas in life. He took that route and like mm-hmm. and he was human, you know, so. Yeah, it's just cool to see. Um, and how to talk about the chosen, uh, it makes me think of uh, th- we were reading in um, scripture this week, uh, specifically when Jesus was talking about his or talking to his twelve apostles. Um, and Kayla and I kind of sat back and thought about just the story of his twelve apostles and how Peter betrayed Jesus and how Judas betrayed Jesus and. You know, obviously we all we all know the verse, um, but I'll read it anyways. And uh, it's in it's in Matthew, and it's just Peter remembers. He says, or Peter is remembering when Jesus had spoken to him and said, "Before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times." And that's what Jesus had told Peter. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that time, Peter was like, "Oh no, Lord, I'll never betray you." And he's like, "You know, this is gonna happen." And it's like. I admire Peter because the amount of confidence he had in himself, even though the Lord told him that he was going to do it. He's like, I know you're all knowing, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But it's also disheartening at the same time because like the Lord knew that was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. my point of saying that is Kayla really, Kayla and I really took a step back and were like, if there was two of the 12 apostles um, that betrayed Jesus, they walked with him. Yeah. Like, they did for some time yeah they're camping with him they're eating with him they're sharing the gospel with him yet they betrayed him they knew exactly who he was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it just put it in perspective for us of like we're not the 12 apostles we don't have jesus walking with us we have the holy spirit we We are so blessed to have the holy spirit but like how much more is it important for us to continue to press into the lord because like we do betray jesus every day mm-hmm. when we sin when we neglect them i don't know it's just it's a very sobering thought it was it definitely was and um just reading that and then like we said we're watching the chosen and even seeing some stuff like that play out in front of our eyes i don't know it just it's just mind-boggling the fact that people that walked so closely with him could have done that but like brighton said we we do that often you know and I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's crazy just how Jesus and God, like how, how they are just always forgiving and willing to meet us where we are, no matter what, no matter how many times we want to deny him or do deny him, they meet us where, or he meets us. <laughs> I keep saying they, right. but he meets us right. where we're at. And that's yeah. just so amazing. I'm just so thankful for that. And there's another thing in the episode or one of the episodes that we watched and chosen and it almost it brought Kayla and I both to tears and it was the story of when Jesus met up with Nicodemus Mm. and you know he confessed that Jesus you know was telling him who he was and um in in the scene Jesus was like come and follow me and Nicodemus like I don't know if I can and Jesus looks at him he's like why because you're you're above your years Mm. you have a wife you know kind of just like I already know what your excuse is going to be and he's like we're going to meet here at the well before we head out of town tomorrow. I hope to see you there type of thing. And the scene, what it depicted was they all met at the well, Jesus and his 12 apostles and Mary. 
Magdalene. And uh, um, as far as this being biblically accurate, I don't recall if Nicodemus actually left money for them. I don't know if that, I, I can't think of that. But in, in The Chosen, he left money by the well and he hid behind the wall. And Jesus just sat there and stared at that wall that Nicodemus was hiding behind, just like, you know, hoping that he'd come. But Nicodemus was bawling. Yeah. And he was beside himself. Yeah. And it just, he just knew who Jesus was and that he should be following him. But he couldn't he let just, go. Yeah. He couldn't let go of yeah. his life. And I don't know. It was a really good picture for me. And I know for Brighton as well that that's how we are sometimes. It's like we know we should choose this path because we know that the Lord is on that path and that he's leading us through that path. But we choose this other one because we're too scared to get out of our comfort zones and Absolutely. whatnot. So that's actually really good. Yeah. Like I didn't, I honestly didn't think about Nicodemus <laughs> comparing to me, but that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? It is. Like, I mean, I get it. Like Jesus is like, leave your wife of many years and your title of what you have and come follow me. Would you leave me? Of- <laughs> I don't know. Genuinely. <laughs> exactly. Like, cause at that time, like-, like at that time it was, I mean, it was different. Like they were finding out who Jesus was. They right. didn't know who he was. We have all this scripture and all these historical evidence and testimonies of right. who Jesus was, but they're like, is real this guy time. the Messiah? It was real it was time. Real time. Like- <laughs> yeah. And it makes me scared though. Cause I think about that. Like, yeah. is what, what would I do if Jesus told me that? Like, what if his second coming was here, you know, and Jesus was like, come and follow me. And I'm like, do I follow you? <laughs> yeah. Are you the one I follow? Or he's yeah, or, or, like, I know. And so like, we always got to be ready. And that's why I need to press into the Lord just to be, you know, just, yeah, it's just crazy. It yeah. just kind of leaves me speechless, to be honest. It like, is. I can't have words to formulate, <laughs> like, just how much we need Jesus, you know? And it's like, we, do. we, we do. have the blessing of living in a country we do. But like people in Eastern countries genuinely wake up with the need for Jesus every day. And ours is like on a convenient basis. Like we often treat Jesus. Or Which is so sad. As like a gas station, you know, yeah, like a convenience it's, it's thing. It's just so it's just like, sad. Yeah. Like uh, he's right there and he wants to talk with us and sit with us and be with us no matter what the circumstance, you know. And I know personally, I am just seeing that more and more um because you know my dad died this year Mm. and that's been so hard honestly like he was sick for many many years and we knew the day would eventually come but for it to have happened in the way that it happened you know shortly after Everett arrived earthside I don't know I'm just seeing how much I need the Lord because, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really need him and you really need him. And, and yeah, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I think it's, we're kind of having like a, another, I think epiphany. Yeah, I think Epiphany is probably too large of a word to describe what we're having. A realization, just a realization. Yeah, just a continuous reminder, you know, (laughs) of like, because Kayla and I, as we've spoken about before, like we went to Bible college together and that's where we met. And, you know, we'd wake up at like 5 a.m., spend time in the Word, get breakfast together and then go to class and she'd go to work. It's like, but that was our life, like every day for like four or five months. And it's like now we're lucky we were out of bed just time to get to work. (laughs) We're like, you know, it's just life's busy. It's a completely different perspective. But like just these 
these things and recording this podcast and having these relationships and the Lord opening doors, it just continues to remind us like we can be those people again, one, but two, like the Lord is still just being faithful to show us those things. Like we always say, like we always look back like, Oh, I wish I was that person again. But like there was things in those people that we wouldn't want to be again. Like we want that relationship with the Lord, but the Lord's grown us so much. Oh, yeah. And like, we're sure we've gone distant from the Lord, but he hasn't gone distant from us. Right. And right. we just got to, come crawling back you know and it's just something that we've been realizing more and more in the last couple weeks and so we're just kind of like hyped up on it just like ah, yeah you know, no yeah and that's the thing too is like i don't want this to be a high i want this to be my life like i want to want the lord and i want to want to spend time with him and i think even more so having a child really pushes me to the lord as well because i want my child to know the lord i want to be able to live in eternity with my child or future children that we may have and yeah i just i i want the lord and i want him bad and so yeah that's kind of just where we're at right now personally yeah yeah, and I and I think to hop on to the the next thing as far as just the Lord's faithfulness. Um, your need for the Lord in your marriage is so important. Oh, so important. And you don't realize how important. Like, you know, you hear it all the time and it's like, yes, but until you're actually in the depravity of who you are as a person, you don't realize how much you need the Lord. And that's something I realized like with a newborn with a, uh, a newborn and being relatively newly married, I've gone to the depths of my depravity more than once because of my lack of love and relationship with the Lord. And at that time is when I realize my need for him, but I also realize who I would be without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's scary. It's very scary. Like I've, I, you've seen me at my worst and I've seen myself at my worst and I've sat with myself and been like, that's a scary person yeah. that I don't want to be. <laughs> and so what I want to talk about is just like our need for the Lord in our marriage, but where it's lacked as well. Like, let's like just be real of like where we've seen, because we've lacked our relationship with the Lord, where we've seen it affect our marriage negatively. Um, I think... Uh, something that you always say, um, we argue that's no surprise. I mean, I think any married person, whether newly married or been married for 50 plus years, we don't argue. We just talk passionately, (laughs) talk passionately. Um, but yeah, I, I just think of that quote that you always say to me that it's not you versus me. It's you and me versus the problem. And I think a lot of times, we think in our minds because you know we're human and we take things offensively sometimes even though that's not what the other person meant it by and so i think because of not always walking closely with the lord you're quick to anger which is something that the lord (laughs) advises you not be that you be slow to anger and slow to speech And so I think that's kind of where it gets me. And I know personally, you know, there's just things that I'm going through with having lost my father too that mix into it as well. And so it's just 
learning how to control your emotions in the moment. You can't do that without the Lord. You can't do that without being dependent on the Lord. And yeah, you can't go from a really high high to a really low low being in the middle, like up and down. Like that's not the Lord. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where I personally have struggled and maybe you have struggled, struggled a little bit too, but yeah, just being quick to anger and kind of coming at each other in ways that we really shouldn't be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're right. And I think for, for me, I'm sorry. I'm what? Um, I think, (laughs) I think we must've broke up or something. Sorry about that guys. Um, I think for me, like I just realized how just depraved we are really deprived, not depraved. Um, back at it again with uh, my English lacking, but anyways, yeah, just realizing our deprivation, you know, and it's just, it's just crazy to see how often in your marriage that you can be emotionally unavailable due to lack of Mm -hmm. just your time with the Lord. And I say that like, and I I know some of the stuff sounds cliche, but it's just so true. Like it it really is. I've seen the cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah. And like, I've seen other of our friends' marriages, um, some believers, some non-believers and, um, and just how like, just whether they're at odds or how they deal with certain situations or just like how they view life. Like, it's just not wrong, but you just see like the need for the Lord. Um, and so now I know we're kind of going in circles and saying need for the Lord, need for the Lord, need for the Lord, (laughs) you know, uh, so I think that's our sign to kind of wrap this one up. But we appreciate y'all tuning in again. Like I said, we're always ending with a quote. And uh, so I'm going to end it with this one. And it says, We simply can't abandon ship every time we encounter a storm in our marriage. Real love is about weathering the storms of life together. And just add on to that. When it says abandon ship, I don't think it's necessarily always referring to literally jumping off the ship of marriage. I think it means abandoning the ship emotionally mm. or abandoning the ship physically because you can disappear physically, you know, in the midst of an argument mm-hmm. or you can emotionally just not be available for your spouse and in a day to day circumstance because of grief or because of trauma or because of tiredness. And it's like when things get tough, don't abandon the ship reach your hand out for the Lord and in faith know that he's going to walk you through that. Amen. So love y'all. Talk to you next week. Peace.